Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. The Ohio State University. I remember the first time that I was corrected by an OSU fan because I said Ohio State University, and they very quickly corrected me. It is the Ohio State University. My son-in-law is a fan of OSU. I'm not. And the reason being is OSU is one of the top-tier teams in the Big Ten. Nebraska, who I pull for, is one of the bottom feeders in the Big Ten. So they are always seen as our competition. But there is one area at The Ohio State University that I am a big fan, and that is their marching band. And the reason being is, in particular, the drum major. You'll see a picture on the screen of The Ohio State University drum major. Not only does he lead the marching band, direct the marching band, but he also is a very talented individual in his own right. Notice this next picture. That's talent. I would love to see one of their wide receivers do that. The reason why I'm sharing these with you is because on February 4, 1968, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr preached his, what was going to be his last sermon at his home church where he was a part-time pastor with his dad the, at the Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. He entitled that sermon, The Drum Major Instinct. At the end of the sermon, Martin Luther King talks about the time when it may come that he will die. And he talks about there what he would like at his funeral. Little did he know or others that were there that particular Sunday that within two months he would be assassinated. It was at that very church two months later that Martin Luther King Jr. had his funeral. They asked his family asked that they would conclude the sermon with an excerpt from this sermon. What I want to share with you today is a modified and a bridged version of that sermon. And at the very end, I will allow Martin Luther King's voice to end the sermon. You will hear him and the setting is his funeral, in which this will be played. So here's an abridged, modified version of the drum major instinct. This morning, the title of my sermon is The Drum Major Instinct. Our text for the morning is taken from a very familiar passage in the 10th chapter and recorded by St. Mark. The setting, it's quite clear. 
James and John are making a specific request of the master. They had dreamed, as most Hebrews had dreamed, of a coming king of Israel who would set Jerusalem free and establish his kingdom on Mount Zion. And in righteousness, he would rule the entire world. And they thought of Jesus as that kind of king. And they were saying, now when you establish your kingdom, let us sit on the right hand and on the left hand of your throne. Now you can imagine that the other disciples were not happy. They got mad. They felt jealous. They felt jealous when they heard James and John's request. And if we're honest with ourselves, we can sympathize with them. For when we sit with this story, as Mike did, and read it again and again, we too might feel anger. And we may want to condemn James and John for their brashness and their arrogance. How could they make such a request? We most certainly would not have uttered such words. But before we are too quick to disparage them, let us look calmly and honestly at ourselves. And in doing so, I believe we will discover that we too have those same basic desires the desire for recognition, the desire for importance, the desire for greatness, the same desire for attention, the same desire to be first. Why? Well, the Darwinian understanding of human nature will reveal that every human, regardless how altruistic, every human is inherently motivated by the desire to achieve goodness and greatness and be recognized as important. The instinct is much like a drum major's instinct, a desire to be out front, a desire to lead the parade, a desire to be first. And so before we criticize these two brothers, let us pause and acknowledge that within we all have that drum major instinct. We all want to be important. We all want to surpass others. We all want to achieve distinction. We all want to be the drum major and lead the parade. Alfred Adler, the great psychoanalyst, contends that this is humanity's dominant impulse. Adler maintains that the quest for recognition, the desire for attention, the desire for distinction is the basic impulse, the basic drive of human life. It is this drum major instinct. Here's an example. When we do something for others, when we accomplish a feat, if we're honest, we like to be praised for it. 
We fancy being appreciated. Now, if you don't believe that, well, just go on living your life. And eventually, you will discover that you do like being praised. Everybody likes it. Somehow this warm glow that we feel when we are applauded or when our name appears in print, is, it's something like a, a shot of vitamin A to our ego. Everybody likes to be praised because of this drum major instinct. Think about it. Nobody, nobody is unhappy when they are praised. Yes, even if they know they don't deserve it. They are only unhappy when the praise is going too much towards someone else. What's fascinating, though, is you will notice how Jesus responds to this request. His response actually is quite interesting. One would have thought that Jesus would have condemned them, much like we would have. That he would have said to them, You, my friend, are out of place. You are selfish. Why would you even raise such a question? But as you heard, that is not how Jesus responded. In essence, he said something completely different. And the substance of it would be this. Oh, I see that you want to be first, that you want to be great, that you want to be important, that you want to be significant. Well, you ought to be. You see, if you're going to be my disciple, you must be first. But in saying those words, he reordered their priorities. And he said, yes, don't give up the instinct. It's a good instinct if you use it correctly. It's a good instinct if you don't distort it or pervert it. Don't give it up. Keep feeling the need for being important. Keep feeling the need for being first. But I want you to be first in love. I want you to be first in moral excellence. I want you to be first in generosity. This is what I really want. You see, Jesus transformed this whole idea of greatness by giving a, a new definition, a new meaning. Jesus was teaching that if you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, Wonderful, but recognize that the one who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That 
is true greatness. What I find astounding about Jesus' revelatory idea of greatness is that everybody, everybody can be great because everybody, each one of us, has the capacity to serve and love one another. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree in order to serve. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know about Einstein's history of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace a soul generated by love, and you can be that servant. I know a man, and I just want to talk about him for a minute. And maybe as you hear me speak, you will discover who I'm talking about. Because this was a great man, and he just went about serving others. This man was born in an obscure village, the child of a poor peasant woman. He grew up in still another obscure village where he worked as a carpenter. He worked until he was 30 years old. Then for three years, he traveled around preaching and teaching and doing all sorts of amazing works. This man didn't have much. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family. He never owned a house. He never went to college. And he never visited a big city. In fact, he never went beyond 200 miles from the place where he was born. He did none of the usual things that the world would associate with greatness. None of them. He had no credentials but his own life. He was only 33 years old when the tide of a public opinion turned against him. They called him a rabble rouser. They called him a troublemaker. They said he was an agitator because he practiced civil disobedience. He broke their injunctions. And so he was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. And the irony of it all is that his very own friends abandoned him. It was one of his closest friends who denied him. It was another one of his friends who turned him over to his enemies to begin with. And then while he was dying, the people who killed him, they gambled for his clothing. The garment that he wore was the only possession that he had in the entire world. And when he died, 
He was buried not in his tomb, but a borrowed tomb. A tomb that was made available because of the pity of a friend. Since then, 19, 20 centuries have come and gone, and today he stands as the most influential figure that ever, ever entered human history. All of the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned, you put all of these together, and they have not affected the life of humankind as much as that one solitary life. By now, you probably know his name. It is a name that you are familiar with, Jesus. And so this morning I stand before you to tell you the good news. The good news that is just as true now as it was back then, that you, you can be on Jesus' right hand, and you can be on his left hand in the kingdom of God on one condition. If you serve and love others, this is the only way. We all think about it, and every now and then I think about my own death, and I think about my own funeral, and I don't think of it in a morbid sense. Every now and then I ask myself, what is it that I would want said? And I leave the word to you this morning. If any of you are around, when I have to meet my day, I don't want a long funeral. And if you get somebody to deliver the eulogy, tell them not to talk too long. And every now and then I wonder what I want them to say. Tell them not to mention that I have a Nobel Peace Prize. That isn't important. Tell them not to mention that I have three or four hundred other awards. That's not important. Tell them not to mention where I went to school. I'd like somebody to mention that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to give his life serving others. I'd like for somebody to say that day that Martin Luther King Jr. tried to love somebody. I want you to say that day that I tried to be right on the wall question. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try to feed the hungry. I want you to be able to say that day that I did try in my life to clothe those who were naked. I want you to say on that day that I did try in my life to visit those who were in prison. I want you to say that I tried to love and serve humanity. Yes, if you want to say that I was a drum major, 
Say that I was a drum major for justice. Say that I was a drum major for peace. I was a drum major for righteousness. And all of the other shallow things will not matter. I won't have any money to leave behind. I won't have the fine and luxurious things of life to leave behind. But I just want to leave a midlife behind. And that's all I want to say. If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word of song, if I can show somebody he's traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a Christian or if I can bring salvation to a world once wrought, if I can spread the message as the Master taught, then my living will not be in vain. Yes, Jesus, I want to be on your right or your left side. Not for any selfish reason. I want to be on your right or your left side. Not in terms of some political kingdom or ambition. But I just want to be there in love and in justice and in truth. And in commitment to others so that we can make of this old world a new world. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.